In the morning, Ember and Sophia were tired. Every two hours throughout the night they'd got up to feed the unicorn. And Rowan and Zula, they were tired too after their night watch. But Oren and Arthur had slept quite well in their little corner of one of the barns. As they woke up and walked out onto the yard, the mist was hanging low and it was fresh, just like it is when you wake up and you're camping. Morning, they said, stretching, walking onto the yard. Morning, said Zula. Do you sleep well? Oh, yes, thanks, said Arthur, rubbing his eyes. How about you? Not much sleep. We kept hearing that noise in the night, you know, she said. At one point it came very close to here. Good job we all had our lights out. What do you think it is, said Oren, who is still stretching out the crinks and kinks in his spine. I don't know, said Zula, but from what Sophia says the unicorns told her, it must be this beast they're on about. Look, she said, feel free to say no, because I don't want you to do something that frightens you or that might be unsafe, but with the two of you, as you've had the most amount of sleep, be up for going into the woods and looking where this beast has been. See if it's left any footprints or any damage behind. That way we'll get some idea of its size and the type of beast we're dealing with, she said. Oren and Arthur looked at each other. They did sound scary. Um, no, that should be fine, said Oren. Did you say you've not really heard it in the daytime? No, said Zula. It must be a nocturnal animal, because I've not heard it in the day at all. Okay, they said, and the two of them walked out the gate, asking Zula to point them in the right direction. She pointed them down the path, and they followed it. This is all a bit strange, isn't it, said Oren. This creature it doesn't sound like the kind of thing that happens here very often. I mean, they do have dragons, said Arthur. It could just be a dragon. Just a dragon, said Oren. Look at you. You can tell you've been in Aralam for a while. Just a dragon. Imagine what we would have thought two years ago if someone said, oh, there might be a dragon in the woods. He chuckled and he grabbed his friend by the arm. Dragon, just a dragon. Oh, what are we turning into, he said. It was good to have a little bit of laughter, because walking into the deep forest, looking for a beast that could possibly be a dragon, was definitely a scary thought. They hadn't gone too far when they did see signs of something. There was lots of small bushes that had been squashed, and there were scrapes in the bark of trees on either side. Look, said Oren, look here, there's big scrapes, maybe there's scratches even, in the side of the tree here. And all of these bushes here, they're flattened. Whatever this is does look like it's very big. Where they were, it wasn't exactly muddy, so they couldn't see any footprints. They were still in quite thick undergrowth. At some points, the damage left from this creature looked like just a long alley, and at other times, it looked like two lines. Sometimes there were squishy bits out to the side, all where it had trodden or rolled or slid. I just wish this part of the forest had a little more bare earth, said Arthur. We have no way of finding out what this thing is in such thick undergrowth. Let's go back to Zula and tell her at least what we have found. So they made their way back to Zula. She was making a morning cup of tea, and the others were resting. Zula, they said, so as not to wake the others. We have found some signs. There was scraped and scratched bark on the side of some of the trees, and lots of flattened undergrowth. 
It seems this thing is big, and it leaves quite a path of destruction in its wake. I thought as much, said Zula. I could hear by its sound it wasn't small. And the unicorns, they didn't describe it as anything tiny, did they? No, said Oren. Do you think it could be a dragon? I don't know, said Zula. I've not heard of a dragon with glowing eyes. But maybe there are such things. Maybe now, with everything changing, we're getting creatures coming from other lands. Maybe they're flying across the ocean looking for somewhere new to live. Makes it a lot more difficult for us here. Because they're not natural to our habitat, and that means it can throw everything off balance. You see, everything in Aralan is a balance. Nothing can exist without the other. We all help each other, from the tiny little plants like that, and she pointed to a little shoot shooting out of the ground. To the ginormous trees up there. To you, and me, and all other creatures. We're all part of this. And as soon as that balance becomes upset, well then things don't work properly anymore. And then we're all in threat. There was a silence as the boys thought about what she'd said. Look, Zula, said Oren, breaking the pause. We'll find a way to, to figure out this dragon thing. And maybe to help it back to where it came from, or... Or find a way to make it fit into the balance, I guess, he said. I know, kiddo, said Zula. But it's always tricky when things change. Then she went off and started her feeding routine, and the boys followed her and helped. Later that day, Zula asked Oren and Arthur if they would go up and collect some more wax from the Harmony Bees. On their way up, they noticed on the path something a very unusual colour. They looked down, and there on the floor, there was a wrapper, a bright red chocolate bar wrapper. They bent down and picked it up. Oh my goodness, said Oren. This must have been one of us. That's so embarrassing. Pick it up, pick it up. He picked it up and put it in his pocket. And then they went to the Harmony Bees and collected the wax. On the way home, they had a chat and they decided they needed to talk to all of the other children. We can't be leaving litter around here. Maybe we should have a rule that we don't bring anything with packets ever into Aralan. When they got back, they spoke to Rowan, and to Sophia, and to Ember. Look, they said, we found one of our wrappers we must have dropped in the forest. And we were just talking to Zula earlier about the balance of things here, and how everything needs each other. We can't come in here as humans and start making rubbish. I didn't do that, said Sophia. Me neither, said Ember. All right, said Rowan. Look, said Oren. It doesn't matter who did it. Nobody did it on purpose. We probably just had it in our pocket from weeks ago. And it's fallen out on the path. That's how it begins, you know. That's how rubbish happens. We really need to make sure we don't bring anything with packets into Aralan. But we don't, said the others. I know, but we need to check our pockets also. Okay, they all said, and they nodded. They all knew how wonderful it was to have walked around Aralan and never seen a single speck of rubbish. The idea of them bringing it in made them all feel very ashamed. As night fell that evening, Zula lit a fire in the yard, and all of them sat around it and chatted, drinking hot milk with honey and spices. As they sat there chatting, they heard a rumbling in the woods. They turned to look. Quick, said Zula, put out your fire, I think it's the beast. They put out their fire as quickly as they could, 
and raked out the embers, and all stood there in the dark. Lights out, lights out, she said. Ember ran into the barn and made sure the last light, the little lamp by the unicorn, was blown out. And then they stood and watched. Somewhere in the thick jungle they could see some glowing light. That's the eyes. That's the eyes, she said. The eyes the unicorns were talking about. It rumbled in a long line, but it was far in the distance. It did come closer, but not too close. Every now and then they'd see a flicker from its glowing eyes, and they'd hear a rumble, and it would be gone. There was something about the rumble, the roar. It was a little too far away to be able to fully identify it, but it was in a strange way familiar to the children. They all knew they'd heard a sound like that before, and yet none of them could think exactly where.